Welcome to my podcast, Autism Connections. My name is Mary, and I have an 18-year-old son with autism. 16 years ago, I received a devastating diagnosis. It's through my connections I have made along the way that I have received so much love, support, and guidance. It's my hope that by sharing these amazing connections with you and their experiences, that you also may be helped and learn much. Hi, everybody. I am so excited today because I have one of my favorite, most favorite people in the world on today, Karen. So welcome, Karen, to my very first episode. I'm so grateful that you've agreed Yay! to join. Thank you for having me, Mayor. This is awesome. Yay. Absolutely, babe. I'm excited too. Okay, so I asked Karen to put together a bio, and I have to tell you, I was blown away when I read it. It was phenomenal. She's a great writer. So I'm just going to start by saying Karen is the parent of four young adults, as they call themselves, ages 17 to 23. One of her kids received the autism label almost 16 years ago, and a few other labels, including Lyme and diabetes, were thrown in over the years as well. Karen considers herself a newlywed, having been married for seven years. Her happiest place is the garden, where she grows both flowers and veggies. Her garden also serves as her prayer closet, which I love, since no one usually follows her out to her dirt. She's lived in the same suburban house for 22 years, and her strong sense of community is very important to her. Karen feels lucky to have her parents and siblings actively involved in her family's life. Over the years, she's immersed herself in various aspects of the special needs community, including political and educational advocacy, parents' support through a special needs PTA, and working in a self-contained classroom for 10 years. And I can't even believe, Karen, it's been 10 years, but welcome. Thank you. Thanks, Mary. Thanks. Yeah. Isn't that a funny bio? Like, I think it's spot on, it, actually, but I'm going to add a few things, of course. Well, I just have to comment first. It's really funny because like, oh, okay, bio, how do you want to define yourself? And it's so funny how over the years, the things that are important to me have just changed and morphed over time. And I find myself being presented with different opportunities to use my strengths to better people who I feel, you know, like the underdog, I'm always, I've always been about the underdog. And so whether that's students or parents who need help, you know, just so the special needs community, there's so many opportunities for us within it, you know, to connect with each other and make a difference. And yeah. So. And speak, speaking about how we connected, let's like do memory lane. All right. Here's my, (laughs) here's, here's my recollection, Karen. Okay, you do, your, you do your version, do then your, I'll do mine. Okay. okay. <laughs> oh my God. I was a scrambled mess for sure, because I'm thinking back. So this is back to Tommy. T is 18 now, and this brings us back to early intervention. Uh, we'll talk mm-hmm. a little bit about in our, our experience with diagnosis and everything, but this brings us back to our days of early intervention. And somehow my developmental therapist, whose name I recall being Jen, said, Mm -hmm. oh, you have to meet Karen. She's one of my client's moms. Maybe you had, maybe she prefaced it by, she has some gluten-free items. I don't even remember which, but my memory is I showed up your house, I'm in the basement, and I left with a bag of gluten-free stuff. Go. Yes. Yeah, that's pretty much it. It's so funny because it was Jen. 
And again, this was 16-ish years ago. And gluten-free food was not yummy. It wasn't. Remember, like, do you remember that? It was, it was kind of crap. And so, so we you gave me your crappy food. I'm kidding. <laughs> I did. Just shared a little crap between friends. But so I, you know, I heard about the gluten-free diet and I jumped in, you know, head first, feet first, whatever the expression is, bought all this stuff, and lo and behold, my son wasn't eating any of it and it was too expensive to throw away. And so Jen was like, oh, don't throw it away. I have somebody who I think will want it. But Miss Mary, part two of this is you. So because of that chance meeting, you were my very first autism mom friend. And you were the one who convinced me to take a chance and try joining the um, meetup group, the autism moms meetup group, because I was so weirded out by technology and I was afraid and I was thinking, oh, that's so weird. Like, how do you talk to people on the internet and not even know who they are? And what if it's creepy and weird? And you're like, I don't know, I think it's fine. And it's so funny thinking back because that opened so many doors. Like, what if I would have stayed with, no, that's too weird and thank you and goodbye. Take your, you know, connect, connect buns and go, you know? I love it. So it's funny. Yeah. Yeah, definitely so much truth to that for sure. And, you know, over the years, Karen, we have, you know, you have people that stay in your, people you meet along the way on this journey Mm -hmm. that come and Mm -hmm. go. And then you have the ones that stay. And like you have been like my steady, I mean, my consistent person since diagnosis in so many different places. I mean, I mean, I, I just was reminiscing about it. Um, the other day thinking of all the ways you've showed up in my life and we can talk more about that later, but seriously, I mean, you were, we were down at Springfield holding our signs when Blagojevich was, you know, in office, you know, trying to make changes. Remember that way back Mm -hmm. when, and that hottest hell day visiting offices, right? I do. I do. Yeah. And, you know, you've showed up in so many ways with, for me, my family, my, my dad passed away. You showed up at his wake. You've been at the ER with me when I've needed you, you've, you know, showed up with chicken soup when I was sick with the flu and just so many things. So I am so blessed to have you in my life and so grateful that you're my first guest. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, it's my honor and privilege. So thank Uh you. Thank you. You're so welcome. Yeah. Karen's, um, you know, I can't believe, number one, it's been 10 years since you've been in the classroom. That's like, oh, my God, amazing, I know. amazing. I know. But also, uh, you worked with Tommy doing spelling. Tommy does uses the letter board, and Karen surfaced in my life in 2020, or 20, 2020, I think we started, 21, mm-hmm. and uh, wow, what a journey that was, until you broke your wrist, and I had to take over. <laughs> I know. I know. Isn't that funny? It's funny how things work out. Yeah. Yeah. They always, yeah. They always work out it's exactly as they're supposed to. Right. So, okay. So since this is the first episode, you know, I want to just kind of take it back to like our diagnosis. I like how you said in your bio label too, because I've been thinking more about that, you know, the label mm-hmm. of autism or diagnosis and, and what that was like, but I'll share briefly first about, you know, Tommy's um, diagnosis. I'll affectionately call him T here, and I don't get into great details about everything with him for his privacy, et cetera. But 
I will tell you when we got the diagnosis when he was 18 months old and I was sitting, you know, I thought everything was fine, to be honest with you. He was, his milestones, he was meeting them and I'm sitting in the doctor's office and he looks at me and says, how many words does he have? And I just had remembered this blank stare and I, I, I like, I, I had to, and I don't, I'm not usually a loss of words. And I was, I was right. like, how many words does he have? And I, and I couldn't think, well, how many words is he supposed to have, you know? And, mm -hmm. and then that mm -hmm. was, that was my journey. Like that was 18 months. We got the final diagnosis at two, but that was, you know, that's where it started. And I felt very alone during that time because mm -hmm. I, you know, I spent most of my time asking other people how many words their kids had and like, how was their development? And, you know, I was in a fog. How about you? Um, mine was a little bit different. Um, ben was older um, when we got the diagnosis and I was the one who noticed a regression in him. And it was funny because everybody around me told me I was seeing things. Um, when he was, you know, born healthy, met all his milestones, had language. Um, and there wasn't like a, you know, you hear some people talk about, oh, there was a, you know, we got it, went in for whatever shot. And then there was screams and he never, no, that wasn't it for me. What happened was his personality changed. Um, first, first his personality changed because he was so friendly. And then all of the sudden he was afraid of really ran, in my opinion, random things around our house. Um, and so I had to move things and hide toys that all of a sudden freaked him out. And then his language regressed it. Um, so things, and I remember I, I wrote a list. I had a list that I brought to the pediatrician. Um, he used to be able to say granola bar, but now when he says it, it comes out like gabudibada, you know, stuff like that. And I had this list and I, I can remember so clearly um, my neighbors who, you know, at the time I was an at-home parent and the, you know, the other moms on the street, everybody knew him and loved him. And no, Karen, you're, you're not, no, you're, there's nothing wrong with him. You're seeing things. Um, but I put this list together and brought it to the pediatrician because I didn't know what else to do. You know, I, I, I didn't know what it was. Um, I just knew it wasn't right. Ben's my third child. And I just knew something very, very fishy was going on. And my pediatrician looked at my list and I, you know, you know how you just remember things. And he said, Oh, I think he probably is somewhere on the spectrum. I'm like, ah, you know, like knife through the heart. And then, so we were referred for early intervention. And at this time, Ben's two and a half years old. And in early intervention, we were referred for a medical diagnostic. And I will never forget, never, never, never forget the developmental pediatrician who after evaluating my son with a team said to me, your son is not autistic. You want him to be autistic because that's the buzzword right now. And then he went on and he said, 10 years ago, it was ADHD. And now all the moms want their kids to have autism. And I sat there yeah, with right. my jaw on the floor. And I, 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 it, it just was such a humiliating sucker punch. And, um, and then he, again, he said to me, what he needs is more sensory input. If you just spent more time giving him sensory input, 
he'd be fine. And I, and at the time I, I was there with my children's father who also was like, nah, I told you he doesn't have autism. You know, you were, you know, wrong, wrong. So it, it was, so we wasted, um, we wasted time um, in that regard. So we did go through early intervention, um, but Ben was, I, and I don't remember clearly, I think I kind of blocked these details. I think he was in kindergarten when he got the label, you know, the, so at that time, then we went for another um, neuropsych evaluation. And by then, you know, the deficits were significant enough to qualify for the label. So that's how it went for us. Wow. And I like I said, honestly, honestly, I block it, you know, because it was so, it was just so, so yucky, you know, bad enough seeing changes in someone you love, but then to be just disrespected and have someone say, no, that's not happening. You're not seeing that you're wrong. You know, like, Ooh, it was just bad. So that's crazy. I can't even imagine how I would feel if, you know, that if, doc, if doctor said that to me, I just, if one more person told me Einstein didn't talk till they were three, I was going to like slug them. Oh. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I got that yeah. a lot. And, and, you know, I don't know, my son didn't start talking till later and, and everything. Yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah, I feel for you. It was definitely a very alone time for sure. You know, just trying to, it, trying to figure it all out. Figure it all out. Figure it's it out. funny because again, going back, like this was, I mean, we, we had a computer, you know, but there certainly were not online connections. It's funny. Like now I see my town has a mom's Facebook page and these moms, God bless them. They, you know, they're right there throwing all kinds of concerns out, you know, to the world and getting answers right away. So this was, you know, on the brink of that, but, you know, certainly not happening yet. So we were a little bit more limited socially. Yeah, for sure. And I will tell you like that face that we alluded to the uh, mess, the group that we joined, that was like such, we were, I feel so blessed. We had so many fabulous um, moms, Shari and Kirsten that started this group and we would get together and do outings and meetups and you know for whatever we and could play get dates. to and yeah yeah and just play, play dates, dates because because our kids didn't fit into other play dates so that was the whole purpose was play dates for little kids and you know it, it's amazing how god gives you exactly what he knows you need like i'm gonna i'll probably cry today so you just have to bear with me Aww, i'd love it but it, it's like i think back to you know, the, the people that we connected with during that time, those are the, the those are our people, you know, yeah. like those are the people that I still, you mentioned Jill, when things go wrong and, you know, like, and I, who's the smartest person I know? Jill, you know, like, I'm going to hit her up. If I have the big questions about what's happening with any of my kids physically, I go to Jill, you know, and you just, yeah. So sorry. <laughs> no, that's all that's all good. No, and I love it because it was not just about the kids. We also got together, you know, as adults to go to dinner and there was right. no judgment. We have these play dates at someone's house and you know, it'd be a shit show sometimes and you know, it was fine. We'd have a great yes. time and we mm -hmm. would leave. But like, yeah, I mean, I would say like Jill, I'm gonna bring Jill up just seeing her last week. I hadn't seen Jill for a long time. We keep in touch here and there on on uh, Messenger. But just like, it's amazing the friendships and connections along the way. It does not matter when you've seen the last person or interacted with them. It's right. just a really special 
bond. Don't you agree? Uh huh. Agreed. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think a big part of that is we we met when all of us were so raw, you know, I think yeah. back to, you know, the conversations, oh my gosh, the conversations we had about you know, foamy green diarrhea and oh my God, <laughs> is anybody else seeing this? And to have people not be grossed out, not be horrified, but just be like, oh my, no, that's not happening in my house or yeah, that is. And no judgment, you know, like that's the biggest thing is to have, People and I, I personally, I hate the word journey because I think it's overused and I don't like the connotation anymore. But people who are kind of dealt the same cards as you, there's so much to be said for that. You know, just lack of judgment and nothing but nothing but support, nothing but love and positive regard for each other and each other's kids. And it's funny, it's, you know, it has, so many of us have moved away. I personally moved out of the state, Karen and I met in, I'm, I'm over the border now, but <laughs> so many people are like out of state, no longer right. married or, you know, whatever the life changes happen. Some of the kids are in college. Some of the kids are, you know, totally yeah. verbal. Some of, you know, just such right. a diverse, right. You know, but we all started at the same point. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't matter. Like where everyone's doing is exactly where they are right now. And we all have that, I don't know, connection from way back when. And that's really what I wanted this to be about is like bringing people that I absolutely love and admire on, um, onto this platform to, you know, to connect about some of these things. Cause that's important. Mm -hmm. And Karen, I didn't know about your diagnosis story. So I, I learned something too. So thank you. Thank you for sharing that. You're very welcome. Me. So let's talk a little bit about what's going on this summer. I mean, we're in the middle of July. We're after, actually right over July here. And I always feel like, I don't know about you, Karen, but I always feel like summer's over and starts, not over, but it starts running real fast. I'm here with, with T in school every day in summer for the first time ever, full day. And I feel so freaking blessed. Absolutely, you are. Yeah. And I find myself trying new things that I didn't do before, which is awesome. Cause I'm so much closer to the, you know, the lake this year, mm -hmm. um, you know, doing mm -hmm. different things and everything. So tell me what's up with you guys. How's your summer going? Well, my, my summer is the polar opposite of yours. <laughs> um, so working for a school district, um, I have chosen to work summer school. So I'm working, um, thankfully it doesn't go all summer. So I will get a little bit of a break before we ramp up again. Um, and while I'm at work, Ben is home. My oldest daughter is home for, well, it's turning out to be longer than I expected. <laughs> She's home from school for a month and a half, which is great because the two of them are just peas and carrots. And so while I'm at work, they're just hanging out, you know, frankly, doing whatever they're doing. I don't even know all the details. So they're having a great time. Um, and then a few days a week, uh, Ben works. So um, that's the other, like if anything in this world will make me cry, it will be talking about his job and just the miracle that this landed. Do you want, can I tell this story? Yes, please, please tell us. Oh, okay. So my guy, he, he'll be, he'll be 18, he'll be 19 on Monday. Um, he 
has never enjoyed reading. Never really, like it just was always hard for him. And it actually got harder the older he got. And math was never a strong suit. And so to force him to practice those skills, I just started baking with him when he was little. And um, so most weekends, his whole life, we've baked something. And he he's a he's a remarkable baker, like his skills, you know, he, he's got some skills. And as he's gotten older, he's developed a love of baking. And um, all through high school, he had the same case manager. And she was just an angel in our life. And she went above and beyond her job as his case manager. And near um, graduation day, she asked me if I thought Ben would want to go to work for her sister who owned a bakery. And I knew of this bakery, but I never would have, I never would have pulled strings, you know, to get him in. Um, so this bakery, it's a small business. Um, they're still working out of a home but they're renovating a commercial space right now. So we'll have a commercial space soon. Um, but it's a, a young couple who is committed to employing people with special needs. And so Ben was the third employee of their business. Um, so that was thing number one is like, okay, it's a bakery. He loves baking. Number two, people who are committed to supporting this community because, um, you know, he, he needs, he would need supportive employment of some type. Um, but then the biggest just miracle, um, Ben was diagnosed type one diabetes four years ago. And so that was at the time, pri prior to this job, I kept thinking that's going to be the biggest barrier for him for anything long-term because he's not capable of managing his diabetes. And how would I send him to work without a nurse? you know, or somebody to manage his pump. Well, lo and behold, his boss is also type one and has the same devices that he does and wow. is not phased at all. So I could text her and say, I know his blood sugar is fine, but his technology is a little bit wonky today. If an alarm goes off, don't even worry about it. And her response is, oh, I get it. I hate those days. So, wow. he, so he, he landed in a job that he loves supported, you know, to say, I mean, supported is just an understatement. And then with a boss who, who can help him manage his medical needs. So it, it, it's just a, it's a remarkable organization and it just landed in his lap. So That's amazing. So he's 19. Oh my gosh. On Monday, what are you guys doing for his birthday this year? Is he having a uh, pool party? Do you guys still have no. your pool? No, we got rid of the pool. It was, you know what? It wasn't deep enough. It wasn't deep enough to do anything fun anymore. Um, you know, unfortunately his, well, I shouldn't say unfortunately, his birthday has not shaked down to be what he had hoped for. Um, he, Ben has very few true friends and unfortunately none of them are available on Monday. Um, you know, that comes with a summer birthday. So um, he's going into work and he's bringing a dessert that he's making, which I'm over the moon excited about because everybody, so everybody he works with is going to have some, you know, he'll get to have the same dessert as everybody else, which doesn't happen all the time. So they are going to enjoy a gluten-free, dairy-free, soy-free, low-carb, listen to this, Mayor, 
lemon blueberry cake. Ooh, and that was that all like great. his idea, Aww. you know, you know, Ben, what do you want to, you know, what kind of cake do you want to make? And he's so excited, you know, because we, we practice and try different things that we, and we knocked it out of the park with this lemon blueberry cake. And so that's what I'm most excited about is him yeah. sharing his creation. Oh, I love that. You'll have to take a picture of that cake, number one. And I would love the recipe if he will share it with me. Okay. Okay. I'm going to warn okay. you, it costs like a million dollars to make, but you know That's how fine. that goes. Well worth it, I'm <laughs> sure. So, oh, yum. That sounds good. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad, Karen. I'm ha so happy for Ben too. That's amazing. You know, you look yeah. back years ago, you know, did you ever imagine? No, no, mm -mm. no. Yeah. No. And it's funny. I was thinking about that and like, because, so I work in a middle school, you know, it, it's, um, and I just, you know, you hear stuff, you know, cause I'm on both sides of the table, so to speak. And I keep thinking, gosh, I wish I could gather up all of these moms and just like <laughs> impart my wisdom. And one of the big things is like, I, you know, so you, you can pray because I, I pray constantly, you know, and, and you can put things in place to set your child up for success. But the biggest thing is then you just let go, you know, and so however you want to phrase that, let go, let God just, you know, whatever that is. But that's how the big stuff has landed with us. You know, that's how, I mean, Ben's best friend landed in his lap. It's a, somebody, it's a young man does not have a disability and he and Ben are two peas in a pod. And that was not an arranged friendship, you know, it just happened. And so, yeah, that's my, my, like I said, my big wisdom. That's my big thing. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I, amazing. 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 All right. So. Let's do a brief little rapid fire of some questions. I'm curious what you're going to say about these. All right. Okay. Starting with Karen, what's your superpower? Yes. <laughs> well, um, everybody who knows me in person <laughs> says the same thing. I, I, I love to give people a good hug. And uh, whether it's a greet, you know, even if I'm just saying hello to somebody, like I, I just full on... I'm, I'm comfortable. I, you know what it is, Mayor? I think I'm comfortable with the fact that I love my people and I express that physically. Um, so I think that's my superpower. So then I, when somebody's going through a difficult time and I'm giving them a hug, they're, they're feeling my love for them. I think that's what it is. I should have said, besides your hugs, because <laughs> your hugs. No, I'm teasing. I'm just totally teasing. You give the best, you are the best hugger in the world. And you know this, at my dad's funeral, I actually had my sister, I told your, my whole family about your hugs. And my sister, Liz, I said, okay, this is Karen that gives the best hugs. Get a hug from Karen. I think it was my niece, actually. And she's like, oh my God, she's the best hugger. But, you know, I've also been told that I'm privileged, I think, to get that hug because you don't just hug everybody off the street. I don't. Either. I don't touch everybody. I don't. Yeah, I'm, I get it. Yeah. I get it. I get it. I love that, don't though, for sure. Don't just throw my arms around any old Joe. Yeah. Okay. And what song best oh, describes your life? Gosh, what do you I think? I should have, you know what? This one, I have to be honest with you, Mayor. This question, 
was in your email and I have been trying to be prepared and I've got nothing. I, I don't have a favorite song. I don't have one that sums anything up because different seasons, different songs have come to me, you know, and, and felt good. And honestly, the only one in this, I wouldn't even say it's my favorite song, but it, it's just the old hymn, How Great Thou Art. Because the older I've gotten, the more my faith matters to me and directs yeah. my days. So absolutely. I was going to say Shake It Off by Taylor Swift, just because oh. you and I and Tommy had so much fun. Oh my God, dancing, dancing to around, that in the living room. Dance in my living room, getting ready for his uh, letterboard getting session. Ready for and his, we yeah. would use it as a regulation. I'm telling you, I, I miss doing those little dance sessions oh with gosh, you. So we, we may so have to do it again. We may have to do that it again was anyway, so virtually. Fun. Oh my gosh. I know. Yeah, such such a freaking blessing. All right. So last but not least, I'm just going to throw this question out for you. Mm -hmm. Looking back, because we always look back sometimes and wish shoulda, woulda, coulda, et cetera. But is there anything that when you look back that you wish that you would have done differently since diagnosis? And I'll share one as well. Um, well, yes, the one thing is I wish when Ben was younger, um, I, I'm struggling to say this clearly, like I'm all about special education. I love special education. I wish I focused his in-school goals on social rather than academic opportunities, because the fact of the matter is I, I do a lot with him at home. And so rather than have a goal about math or worry about reading or any, you know, sight words, any of that garbage, not garbage, but you know what I mean? I wish that it was more um, social so that he would have grown up with more social connections in our neighborhood. Um, because I was I was very hooked on his progress you know, academically. And so he was pulled out of a lot of social opportunities in school. So that's my big like, ooh, I wish I, you know, I, if I had a redo, that would be it. And in a way with your stuff, you're thinking about doing in the future with advocacy, mm -hmm. maybe that is one thing that, you know, obviously you could share with others to get them to think about, right? So absolutely. yeah, absolutely. Right. Mm -hmm. So we look back, absolutely. we look back and we say, you know, we could do something different. I'll tell you one thing I wish is I wish I were more focused from the time of diagnosis to now with the extent from the standpoint of all of the things I tried with Tommy. I mm -hmm. wish I would have been a little bit more methodical. That's all um, in terms of like, first, I'm going to do this. And then six months later, then I'll do this. I just felt like I threw a lot of darts all at once, which I'm not, you know, beating myself up for. But I think of myself at Autism One, the first year that I went oh, and goodness. how excited I was. <laughs> and I had my highlighter on every single session I was going to go to. And I remember I ran into a woman that I just had met for the first time. My recollection now is she probably was my age now. She probably was like 59 and she looked really tired. <laughs> and I was far more excited than she was, right? So I'm like, oh, I'm so excited. You know, whatever, whatever was going on that day, whatever new thing was being introduced. Uh -huh. And she just, just like, you know, I just, so what are you doing? And blah, blah. She's, I'm like, I'm like, have you been on this journey? I do use the word journey a lot. Have you been on this journey for a long time? And she just kind of looked at me like, yeah, it's been 20 years now. And like, now I look back to that and I get it. 
Like, you know, I mean, that was just part of me. I was so, I'm still enthusiastic, but I like what Jill, my friend said from her smart friend, Gina said, Gina always says, pick three things to work on. Just pick Mm -hmm. three. Mm -hmm. And I like that because I can't just do one. So I like the pick three. So yeah. Well, thank you. Well, the other, I just have to say one more thing. Yeah, of course. Like a hindsight 2020. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, when you're saying you were trying all different things, we were all, okay, recovery is possible. Recovery is possible. I'm going to lose this. He's going to lose this label. What do I need to recover my son? And you kind of lose sight of who your son is. Like he's right there. You know, exactly. That's, that would be my other, you know, keep that in check. So for sure. Well, Karen, thank you so much for being on today. I am again, just thrilled to see you and to chat oh gosh, with you Mary, and so fun. to get yeah. your experience. Well, you're going to be back. You know that, right? Of course. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mayor, we have, we have far, we have far too much. We have Hello. far too much wisdom to Hello. share with the world, my friend. Yeah. Right. Well, it's I just, love you, babe. You know, it's fun to talk. I love you too, Mayor. All right. So we will see, we'll see you again. All right. Thanks okay. everybody for joining till next time. Yay. Bye-bye. Well, that's it for today. Thank you so much for joining us. Stay tuned for another episode next week where I bring another one of my phenomenal connections to share. Have a blessed day.